And happy Friday afternoon. Welcome to Countdown to Game Time right here on WKYT, the Facebook app, and wherever you might be listening on your podcast device. Lee K. Howard, Alex Walker. Alex, it is uh, the first Friday night of high school football here in Kentucky. We've been previewing teams every day for 30-some days now, and it's it's finally here, which is good because I'm, I'm done talking about, you know, the previews and the story. I just want to talk about the games, right? So it's finally time to break it down. A lot of teams around here with state title aspirations will kind of get a gauge tonight on what teams look the part and which teams may be a little overconfident with what, what they got going on. So I can't wait to see what happens tonight. Of course, that uh, game time show will be tonight at 11.15. That's right. It's always a good uh, kind of indicator in that first week of where the teams kind of stand. That doesn't mean that if you lose tonight, you can't have a good season. But if you win big or you lose big, you kind of have an idea. And I always love when we do these game time previews leading up to the season. Everybody's confident and everybody's wanting to win a state title or make a deep run into the playoffs and they should feel that way but this is when it really starts to count when these guys get on the field and and really kind of see where they're at so we do have some big games we're going to talk about we're going to give you an idea of where we will be this evening and what games you might see highlights from tonight on WKYT but first we want to start with kind of a a big story a developing story uh, involving one of our high schools right here in Lexington just down the road from our station in fact Frederick Douglass High School we found out WKYT found out late last night that uh, arguably their best player and one of the very best players in the state, Dekel Crowdis, uh, wide receiver for Frederick Douglass, is leaving the program uh, this week. He basically has has left the program, still enrolled at school there, as we understand. But Alex, he's leaving the program for IMG Academy in Florida, which is one of those prep schools. But just the timing on this is is very, very tough for Frederick Douglass, especially when he's a player they're planning to uh, center their whole offense around. Yeah, most people that follow sports, they are very familiar with IMG Academy. It's a powerhouse program designed to get guys like Daykel ready for elite upper echelon division one school so had that chance and the timing is the bizarre part right I mean you see transfers happen uh, we've seen it you know in years past here in this area but for it to happen literally the night before the season opener I I, I did the Douglas preview a big chunk of Douglas's offense runs through Daycal Crata so you instantly have to change everything you're doing a week before a night before the season starts so that's obviously a tough loss and this is a guy that has offers from Ohio State in Michigan Penn State Florida State Tennessee I believe just Tennessee uh, and Kentucky a lot of big time schools so it's not like he was in a spot where he couldn't get these offers and he's going to IMG because of that um, we'll be interested to, to see why he made the decision. I actually want to read what Daykel had to say about sure. his decision yes. here. He actually posted a tweet uh, around 2 o'clock Friday afternoon. He said, after all the rumors, I would first like to thank God for guiding me to make this decision. Secondly, I'd like to thank my mom and my family for supporting me and keeping me focused. Also, I'd like to thank my coaches who helped me become a better player on and off the field. And then and with that being said, I'll be transferring to IMG Academy for my junior year respect my decision. He is in that class of 2021. That's right. He is. A, he will be a yep. junior this season. And even from his standpoint, we've been talking about Frederick Douglass's standpoint. From his standpoint, he's got to join a team that he seemingly has never practiced with. Yep. Or, uh, but, but it is one of those schools, like you said, it's a preparatory type school. Uh, you mentioned Kentucky has offered him. Mm-hmm. Tennessee has offered him. Penn State, Ohio State, Florida State. Maybe 
just a thought, just a just an assumption. Maybe he's going down there to get some of the other offers from the Alabamas and Georgias and Floridas of, of, of the likes. So, you know, if you look at it from a Kentucky standpoint, a UK standpoint, mm -hmm. maybe it's not a good thing for them because here is a very, very, very talented yep. wide receiver right here in their backyard that will no longer be right here in their backyard. So they're going to have to work a little bit tougher as well to uh, lock him up in, in, I guess, like you said, the class of 2021. Yep. Yep. Yeah, he's – and what's interesting about Daykel is when I, when I spoke to him about two weeks ago, there was no indication that, that he had any desire to transfer. He said a couple times in the interview, I can't wait to beat Scott County this year because of what happened last year when they lost to the playoffs by one point to Scott County to end their state title dream. From talking to him, there was no indication of, oh, I'm kind of looking elsewhere. I know a lot of these things develop quickly, but it was surprising, and I imagine it surprised uh, Brian Landis as well because to, to happen the night before the season is not a wrench you want to see in your game plan. <laughs> so Frederick Douglass will play Brian Station yep. tonight. We will be there. We will see what the Broncos look yep. like without Daykel Kratis. They certainly have plenty of other talented players yep. on the field. So a big loss, but I, I still think they're going to have a good season. The preseason number one ranked team in the state, yep. though, just took a huge hit yep. with the loss of Daykel Kratis. Let's talk about some of the other games. You yourself are going to be at our, our game of the week tonight, and we're excited about this yep. one because it's the first ever game of the week, first ever game period at the new Great Crossings High School. Yep. Great Crossing versus Scott County week one. The two schools, the brand new school and the powerhouse school, Week one, right out of the gate. Yeah, and they're they're calling it the Battle of the Birds, which is which is kind of a cool way to have a ring to it. And you know, to to put it, it's going to be a blowout, right? We we know it's going to be a blowout, but this not this game is not about what the score is going to be. It's about just how neat of a you know night it's going to be. Two thousand advanced tickets were sold for this game. This was as of a couple of days ago. Cal Oaks, who covers Georgetown, Scott County, Great Crossing Sports, as good as anybody that I've ever seen, sure. said that the game will very likely shatter the city's modern era attendance record, which was set back in the 90s when Sean Alexander and Boone <laughs> County were in town. 4,100. I think we'll see more than 4,100 tonight. Beautiful field, beautiful facility. Should be a decent night for football. And this is exciting. I mean, it's a, it's a brand-new school that, yes, they will struggle at first, but once they pick up some steam over the next couple of years, that rivalry would become, I think, one of the best in the area. Just two teams right in, their, right in each other's backyard. And for people that don't know, Scott County and Great Crossing will actually share the same field this yep. year. For the, yep. for the longest time, Scott County has played all of their home games over at Toyota Stadium on the campus of Georgetown College. They're no longer doing that. They are going to play their home games literally off the campus or on the campus, I guess, of Great Crossing High School. The field looks great. They've yep. done a great job of building it up. It's really pretty interesting because one end zone says Cardinals for Scott County. Mm -hmm. The other end zone says Warhawks for Great Crossing. So even after tonight, the way that, that it'll work out with those two schools sharing that field is there will be a home game at that field every single night. And of course, we will be at the first one now. I myself, there are other bowl games going on. Mm -hmm. Of course, that's always a tradition here in the first week or two in Kentucky. I will be at the visitjessamine.com bowl, which has always been the visitnick.com bowl. So mm -hmm. we, we, we kind of threw a wrench into that this year. Uh, but a couple of, of local teams, Franklin County and East Jessamine, Bourbon County and West Jessamine. So that's where I will be tonight. Looking forward to that. Speaking of new fields, 
East Jessamine has yep. uh, both both Jessamines for the for that matter. But East Jessamine has a new field. Yes. Uh, this year, I believe they've moved those bleachers a little closer. A lot closer. Which I is was, awesome. The first school I was at was East Jessamine, and they. I mean, if you've if you've been to a game there, the the way the field was constructed, the stands are pretty far away. They're going to be a lot closer, and the players were excited about that because it'll feel much more like a home atmosphere for that team that brings back a lot of talent. So not right. only is it an exciting roster this year for that group, but a completely different home environment. Now, and, and, a, and a turf field as well. Which is, which is really cool. Both West Jess, East Jess, beautiful new fields. The colors look great. The two games, I think, far farther away than a lot of the games in the area. Uh, our Steve Moss will be at this game, but... The two games that I saw a couple weeks ago that just instantly popped, you know, as these are some some good games. Yeah. Lexington Catholic opening up against Pulaski County. Obviously, Lex Cath with UK commit Bo Allen. Pulaski County, a state semifinalist team a year ago that lost to Covington Catholic. Then you got Southwestern and Belfry. Jason Foley taking over for Larry French at Southwestern. What can he do with a talented roster that returns a bunch of pieces and a Belfry team that's always really oh, yeah. good? So there's a, and there's a bunch of games tomorrow, too, on Saturday. But tonight, a, a loaded docket of games to kick us off. There's not a bunch of lopsided games, I think. I think there'll be a lot of close matchups week I, one. I think you're right, and we're going to be at some of these other games as well. Um, I'm trying to see well, over at Henry Clay, there's the uh, the uh, what is it it's called? The Mingy Beef Jerky Showdown, I believe. Yes. Uh, so so Lafayette and Johnson Central's over there. Simon Kenton and Henry Clay are over there. We're always at that one. That one should should be a, a fun foursome of, of, uh, of teams playing. Uh, some of the other games that we are at, I'm trying to remember some of these other ones, but um, undoubtedly we'll be at as many of these games as we can get to uh, this first week. Luckily, the weather is going to be pretty nice. I think Chris Bailey promises me that some of this rain is going to move out of the way. Chris, we're not going to have he's working yeah, on. He's wor it. We're not going to have the heat delays <laughs> that we've had in the past. So I know the first week or two of the high school football season in the past, sometimes we've had some of those heat delays. Luckily, we're not going to have any of those tonight. But like you said, 11 o'clock tonight right here, uh, WKYT. This is exciting, too. If you're watching us right now on the Facebook Live app, yep. you're going to be able to watch the show on Facebook Live tonight at 11 o'clock. That's new. We've never done that mm -hmm. before. So maybe you are traveling home from a game or you go to eat after yep. a game or you're just not near a television after a game. This year, beginning this year, you can log in to your Facebook app on your phone and watch the show live. Starts at about 11.15ish um, on WKYT. And if, and if you don't like WKYT on Facebook, do so now, because as soon as we do go live, you'll get a notification. You can click on it. It makes it very easy to tune into our show. Absolutely. Um, let's uh, Before we wrap this up, this will be the final Friday that we're not talking about a college football game the mm -hmm. next day, yep. but we can go ahead and touch on it. They've uh, The Wildcats have now entered game week. That They're prepping for Toledo now. Opening game of the year, noon next weekend, uh, should be a fun one to watch. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a chance to see where Kentucky's at. I know Mark Stoops has been stressing urgency. He's been stressing, look, we got a week left. It's time to pick it up. We're going to see uh, what I'm looking forward to the most is this depth chart because of all the pieces they lost last year, what freshmen are going to pop up on that depth chart? Are we going to see MJ Devonshire? We're going to see uh, some of those other, maybe a Jared Casey pop up on that depth chart as guys that could step in week one, week two and play. Um, you want to see the wide receiver depth chart. Are we going to see a Bryce Oliver higher than we previously thought? Where's Josh Ali going to be? Um, running backs, we'll obviously see A.J. Rose, but 
I think it's going to be a good chance. We have all these talking points, but which ones are going to flesh out you know, yeah, in the I, game? And I think it's going to be fun to watch to see where this team's at against a Toledo team that's talented. It's not a cupcake matchup, but it, it'll really challenge UK early on for that noon game. I'm really interested, interested to see how the running back reps yep, are doled know, out. You know, AJ mm-hmm. Rose is, is likely the starter, and he'll probably get the bulk, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's a Benny Snell bulk. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, we're going to see plenty of Chris Rodriguez and Cavassier smoke, so I'm really interested to see how they're going to use those guys, how they're going to use Lynn Bowden this year. I mean, he's, he's the guy that's kind of like the Randall Cobb. I think mm-hmm. he's going to have his hands on the ball many many possessions this year including possibly passing the ball a little bit more so that Mm -hmm. that might be another thing to watch as well Uh, so that game is next week and he should uh, Stoops mentioned also that he should be returning kicks returning punts so any way to get him you know in open space is going to be the key for Kentucky's offense and yeah you mentioned the, the the running backs on the flip side defensively against the Toledo team that may throw the ball 40 sometimes on mm-hmm. August 31st how is that secondary going to going to gel how are they going to mesh who's going to step up and provide leadership in, a, in an area of the field that desperately needs someone to kind of push the envelope a little bit for this team. All right, so that yep. is next week. One more note, especially for all of you interested in the high school sports side of things. W, if, you're not, if you're on Twitter, you need to be following WKYT Sports. Correct. Uh, we are making a concerted effort this year to really keep up scores uh, around the area for high school sports. On Friday nights, that is a place that you can go to get your high school sports at WKYT Sports on Twitter. Make sure you're following that to keep up with your favorite or maybe your not so favorite high school football team. There you go. Can't I, look. I can't wait. You know, this has been a long time coming. I know it's been a long summer, but it's finally time to hit someone else other than your own team. So that's going to be a fun, <laughs> fun thing to watch tonight. All right, we're going to get out of here on this Friday afternoon. Thanks again for watching us. Tune in tonight at 11.15ish right here on WKYT and the Facebook app. For Alex Walker, I'm Lee K. Howard. Have a good rest of your day.